make it uncomfortable. Compete every day, man. His spirit, I find it hard to be matched. Oh man, this is my first podcast with the new intro and gotta say I am amped. I am so excited to be here and I am Jemp. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the Pro Football Jokes podcast. We got a sweet uh, two-man game going today and we I'm joined by Alex. Uh, Alex, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Excited uh, for for the fantasy playoffs, especially. Um, uh, we got a pretty intense matchup in our our dynasty league. Are we are we playing this week? Yeah, I haven't even looked yet. You know, I just don't worry about my opponents. You know, I just do me and fantasy. I really don't <laughs> want to get psyched out by anything else. You know, uh, I, I like to block out the distractions. Spe- I like the game plan specifically for the opponent. So, know what yeah, to I defend. Mean, this this last week, I made the bold call of keeping Wolf Will Fuller in. Uh, paid off for me in the end. It was good. <laughs> yeah, it, it did. You uh, you advanced, so good good strategy. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm playing hard. I'm sure everybody else is out there. We'll do a little fantasy segment at the end. Uh, if you guys have any fantasy disputes or uh, highlights you want to share with us, you can always tweet us at Pro Football Joke. Uh, we'd love to hear it. Uh, but we want to get into some actual football here quick. And we just want to reflect. We had an awesome uh, weekend of football. So we're just going to highlight a couple of the games and give kind of our our uh, immediate sort of thoughts on the performance in the game, but then also what that means for the future. Is there a particular matchup you want to start with, Alex? Uh, yeah, why, why don't we start with probably the best game of the week, the 49ers and the, the Saints. I mean, who would have saw, seen that shootout in the Superdome coming? Yeah, that was nuts. A battle of two pretty great defenses going at it and uh, uh, 90-some-odd points getting scored in that one. Pretty nuts. For me, I was yeah. uh, in a Vikings Vikings bar where everybody's uh, watching the Vikings game going crazy, and I'm this. Obviously, <laughs> my Lions weren't performing great, so it wasn't great for me in a lot of respects, but I'm just <laughs> looking to get the highlights or, or catch the Saints game on my phone because uh, it was a wild one for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, that 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 the the Vikings Lions game didn't didn't look all too interesting to be honest, uh, based on what the limited looks I got on it on red zone. Yeah, you'd be you'd be correct on that one, but we did have a fourth down <laughs> touchdown clutch to Kenny Galladay, so you know yeah, it was nice for we my didn't get shut out, team. and it was great for everybody in the fantasy fantasy world. So that was pretty good. Yeah, but my... to the actual game where where things happened, what what stood out to you most as you were watching that game? Ooh, it really reminded me of that 49ers Saints playoffs game back uh, in 20, 2011 uh, between Alex Smith and Drew Brees. They, they they really went at it, and then Alex Smith ended up prevailing. That's kind of what this reminded me of. Jimmy G really stepped up, um, played played really well. Drew Brees definitely had his best game of the season. Uh, also, I mean, freaking destroyed my fantasy team, preventing us from making the playoffs for the first time in our our main league, but uh, yeah, that, that was disappointing, but uh, great game. I mean, uh, Jared Cook just destroyed in the in the first half and then got hurt and didn't matter because Michael Thomas is amazing. Um, but uh, I mean, for, the 49ers just kept, you know, matching Saints score for score and then got the lead at the end. I, I, I felt like this was just one of those great shootouts. Well, that's what impressed me about the 49ers for a lot of the game. They were having to keep getting themselves back in it. Like they never fell so far away, which is um, just a testament to their offense being able to keep pace for a bit. Uh, but just the fact that they kept battling back into a game, I I would not have thought the, the 49ers would have it in them. I, I truly thought when the Saints got up that big that they would be able to, uh, I mean, just kind of control the clock, control the ball and kind of, you know, coast. Uh and it just never happened. The 49ers were a little more explosive than I thought and just really resilient, honestly, to keep battling back yeah. in, even when their defense wasn't getting all the stops they needed. Yeah, and that they've been just – I feel like they've just been this resilient team all year. I mean, they've been – the only two games they lost are, you know, last-second three-point losses to the to the Ravens and the Seahawks. I mean, they and, – and, and they've had as many injuries as, you know, any team in the NFL – um, that they've had to overcome and they, they just keep doing it each and every week. Yeah. And that was one of the big things. I mean, they won this game, but they had a couple key injuries losing their center for the season. Uh, yeah. 
which is, is going to be tough for a team that's been able to run the football so well. I, and losing a center kind of, and then, I mean, of course, the, the quarterback in the line there, I, I think that's actually a, kind of an underrated sort of loss. I actually do think that's going to make a meaningful difference for them going forward. And also having uh, Sherman beat up on the backside. But what do you take of this yeah, 49ers Rich, going Rich, forward? Richard Sherman got a can't guard Mike injury. Um <laughs> Uh, I, I think I mean I th- still think that they're they're going to be able to battle. I mean they've had they've had both their starting tackles injured at points during the season. I mean I feel like they Kyle Shannon just has a has a nice system there uh, with the offensive line. Obviously we know that the, the Shanahan uh, just produces running backs. And I mean I I I don't know. We'll we'll see if they're the center is definitely one of the most important pieces for that. Uh, for that running system. So, I mean, we'll see if they can still keep it up uh, with West Richburg out. Um, but I, I still expect them to be able to generate. And I, and I think their defense is still one of the best in the NFL, even though the Saints just destroyed them on, uh, on, uh, on Sunday. But uh, obviously I think they're, they're a defense team primarily, uh, but it's the fact that their offense has this capability to go out there and win a shootout just kind of shows that they 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 are one of the best teams in the NFL, if not the best team in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Alex, you're totally right. I mean, <laughs> having no, he... a gargantuan, a gargantuan against a gargantuan. Uh, this team showed a lot. They showed a lot on Sunday, even though the defense <laughs> gave up 40. Um, they they showed you why they're still the class of the NFC West, if there is such thing. Yeah, I'd agree. And uh, going back to something that Alex mentioned earlier about Kyle Shanahan's system really working strong, I just got to say, man, if I ever had that guy on my coaching staff, I would have never let him go. I think you <laughs> made that point once before. I mean, I just want to really reiterate for the for the fans that I <laughs> totally retroactively would have uh, totally made a difference. Uh, no, but yeah, he's doing some pretty incredible things. And the fact to get that team ready to go, and I mean, being in the Superdome, jeez, uh, pretty nuts. What are you guys uh, yeah, give, making give of Jimmy G some credit? What do you uh, mean? Uh, excuse me. Uh, what are you guys thinking about Alvin Kamara these days? Yeah, I was disappointing. One of the main reasons uh, my my fantasy team got eliminated from the Yahoo playoffs. Um, but uh, yeah, he, it, it it's been tough. Uh, it, I mean, ma- the main thing has really just been that he hasn't gotten in the end zone this year at all. Um, you know, he hit a few games where he was hurt. Uh, I, I think he's he hasn't been a hundred percent since then, or even even before that he was dealing with some injuries. So um, I wouldn't be too worried about it. I mean, he's never been a guy who's you know really been the workhorse. Uh, he's just he he's always been you know somewhat of a limited touch uh, player, and but he he's just made those explosive plays, and he hasn't hasn't done that as much this year. I wouldn't be too worried about him going forward. Yeah, just it's it's tough when you're expecting some big plays, um, and they're not happening. Especially when how many points get put up on the board, and he's not really the the cog for it, as you mentioned, Michael Thomas and uh, Cook. Hopefully, he's able to come back. Is um, kind of found a little bit of his groove there. Uh, how do you how do you think the Saints will fare going forward? I mean, obviously, it's not there's no real sense of a moral victory because it hurts them in the standings and that kind of stuff. But uh, how does this feel for them? It's a game where they played really really well. They had the lead. They were at home. Uh, even got to the point where they had that late score, and all they needed to do is not allow them to move down the field, and they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't get it done. You think this is going to be something positive for the Saints? Like, hey, we can hang with anybody, or you actually think this could uh, hurt them going forward? I, I think it's a it's a good sign for the Saints. I think we we haven't seen this kind of explosiveness from the Saints, at least certainly not consistently throughout the year. We've seen it a couple times, but uh, we've definitely seen also seen their offense sputter at times. Um, I, I think the fact that they can do this against probably the best defense in the NFL uh, is, is a good sign for their team. Um, I, I think it was just that kind of day. Uh, and that obviously the 49ers are a great team. So uh, yeah, I think it's, I, I think it's a situation where, yeah, we can hang with anybody and they, they easily could have won this game, you know, had it not been for, you know, a last second George Kittle big play. 
Yeah, it's just a, a tough. Uh, it would be a beast play. It was fun to watch. Just tougher to have to come down and uh, end that way. But it was a good matchup. Uh, Pep, is there anything that you want to add in uh, talking about the Saints 49ers here? Saints 49ers, man. How about this game right here? Had you on the edge of your seat. <laughs> no, really, uh, I think Alex nailed it. Um, it's just two great teams in the NFC. And time and time again, we have seen, like, which team in the NFC is trying to prove themselves. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just just two gargantuans going up against each other. And um, get- Yeah, that's... That, that's another thing. I, I thought going into this game where I, I thought there was more of a gap between the 49ers and the Saints, and I think the Saints kind of proved, proved that wrong, that they are you know, right up there with them. Yeah, yeah. they're capable, capable of losing to anybody. Way to go, Saints. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's, uh, you know, we, we see the 49ers as this team with this unstoppable defense, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, there are these teams that can figure out how to, uh, um, you know, beat them with their offense uh we saw the ravens do it with lamar jackson even though that was a 20 to 17 game but then we see you know the saints kind of become the old saints with that that fiery big offense you know so um, all they were missing is rob ryan throwing his clipboard around on the sidelines (laughs) yeah always love those cut-ups when he's giving up back-to-back 50-point games uh, but uh, what do you guys make of the comments made by Teddy Bridgewater after the game saying that if he was playing, they would have won? <laughs> uh, I, I, I completely agree. Yeah, he, he would have put up 49 points. I, I agree Yeah, he's, well. uh, I... he's the best backup quarterback in the NFL. So <laughs> don't, uh, don't check my sources on that quote, though. Just trust me. That sounds like sounds like what Teddy Bridgewater. That's good. That's good reporting, right? No. Yeah, nah, that's right. All right. Well, there. That was not the only great game. That was absolutely a great game, and it's kind of fun that that happens at one o'clock when there's so much else happening. It's tough to get all those in prime time, but uh, uh, that game, honestly, uh, in a different respect, it was pretty fun to watch. Not as many points, but definitely dramatic. Was that between the Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs? Andy Reid and uh, Bill Belichick going at it again. Uh, this was a, a heck of a football game there. Uh, Pep, what'd you see in that one? Uh, same old. I mean, I, I, it's uh, becoming a bigger story week and week is uh, the Patriots cannot seem to find a receiver not named Julian Edelman. Um, and it's started to become their kind of excuse, even though they've they made these trades for Sanu, they made these trades for, well, they didn't trade up for Nikhil Harry, but you know what I mean. Um, it's it's just this team likes to point the finger at everything and anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it was just a a lack of lack of offensive uh, support uh, against the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, you got Tom Brady out there looking like Lamar Jackson, and all these kind of <laughs> things are going going around, and and just not quite enough to get it done, and. Nikhil Harry's got to learn that, man, you can't even look at the sideline. you got to be way further in if you ever want to catch an actual <laughs> touchdown. He's, a, he, he's young. Yeah. He'll learn that. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was rough, the fact that they, they were out of challenges because of the, the, the play that they blew dead um, earlier and then obviously missing on that first down that they, they tried to challenge. Um but yeah, I I, I I'm not, not going to feel too sorry for the Patriots. I mean they I, I, they they had their chances in this game and they you know couldn't take advantage of them on offense. I mean the really their only offense came off those trick plays that they ran, which were were great calls. But uh, right now they can't seem to find any sort of consistency on offense, and they're not even able to get the run game going or anything. That's it's pretty wild. But I mean you talk about yeah. They still got the calls. Penalty yards was way in their favor. They got PIs uh, occasionally and, and that kind of thing. That that did help them out, but uh, certainly was tough there at the end. Again, the NFL cannot enjoy that, where a play like that where he is clearly in, scored a touchdown, and apparently there's nothing they can do about it. I almost do think there needs to be a, uh, an extra person watching a game like that. They can just say, we don't need a challenge. We don't need a booth review. It's clear. Take three more seconds off the clock. Give a touchdown to the Patriots. Let's move along. Like that's just got to be so fixable. Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm saying. I think they should just have an extra ref that 
is like dedicated to like watching that that's just like in a booth or in the re- sideline watching the replays and can just kind of be in the other ref's ear saying, Hey, make this call. Yeah. Cause like, I, it's just like, it's just like having a conference. Like when the refs huddle together and have a conference, they can do that. But one ref actually has the benefit of being able to see the replay. I don't know why they feel like the refs can't. You know, and it's just, it's just is so the funny. They're, they're talking. They're like, did you see it? Nah, did I see it? Nah, I, he was close to the sideline. I think he was out. Yeah. Let's call him out. <laughs> It's just like it's it, like hey 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 I can actually see it on the jumbotron. But yeah, they're no, like it's just, not supposed to. They're not like not supposed to use that, but I don't know why. Just let it, and it's, let let have a ref. That especially is when it's that. something that clear, like they're not trying to watch the jumbotron in slow motion to see if somebody got a pass interference. They're just looking at it to see right. did he step out or did he not. And that one was even closer than so many they take to review. Uh, I mean, it was more obvious, and it just was. Uh, wild that they couldn't figure that out and it, again it's been said a hundred times with a hundred different people but the fact just call that a touchdown and the review kicks in automatically and it's one of those things like if you stepped out boom it's on the three but like it will get correctly judged there was enough camera angles to easily see it from six different sides that he was in bounds and then again the same blunder that happens all the time of they they blew the whistle dead on the fumble and I'm not as 100% as, like, that's a guaranteed touchdown return, but still, it's just a momentum killer. Um, and it's one of those, again, where there's no need. Like, there's not a high risk of injury on that play. Let it be a fumble, and the review will change it if it needs to be changed. Again, my Detroit Lions lost a game because the refs didn't blow the whistle at a time they normally would have. and got to swallow the whistle. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I, I, I think – I, I think they should, you know, definitely let it run, and then they can go back and say that, say, oh, it was incomplete. That, that's fine with me, but or incomplete or whatever, um, or just down, you know. But but just let the play run out so that you know if if it's overturned, then you can still call the touchdown. Yeah, and and then just sorry, one more. I'm not even like really crushing these officials because again, the Patriots did get a lot of calls in these games. A lot of games are decided by different things. Uh, they still had all their chances to win. Uh, but even, like, it's not only these replays, but when they have, like, the, the first down yardage or if it's pass interference where it's blocking more than a yard downfield to early or pick play more than a yard downfield, like, where it's these clearly easy-to-see yardage markers. Like, that one, I'm not even sure it was an absolute first down or not, but there's no way it was on the 40. It was, like, on the 39, and it was clear and obvious from every angle, and yet they didn't move the ball and, and bring the chains out. And it happens even when people are challenging PI on a pick play way out. Like they see it's further than a yard and yet never seem to reverse those. Uh, it's just a, such a weird system. If it's not something that's actually going to get reversed, why do we allow to lose three minutes on a challenge that's meaningless? Yeah, well, the, the pass interference is just weird because now they're reversing them. They're they're starting to – it's happened, you know, the past you know few weeks where they're, they're actually – reversing them and i it's weird just to like change that rule mid-season i i, I just don't like the pass interference rever- you know review at all but that whatever it's fine yeah hopefully they get get rid of that mess yeah Le- less less focus on the officials well, uh is better for everybody but so again outside well, are, are you worried about uh patrick Mahomes at all i mean not worried it's not the right word because it's not like he's been bad but He's just been quiet and not, you know, the the just unstoppable juggernaut of an offense that they were last year and even earlier this year. The, uh, yeah, the Lamar buzz has kind of stifled the Mahomes buzz for sure. Uh, it definitely seems like his injuries just take a toll, uh, just the ankle and then the the knee, and it seemed like something with his hand. He's obviously fighting through and is tough and is going to continue competing. Uh, but they have just really taken a toll. He looks to me like he's pretty beat up out there. Like, again, he's still battling, but he doesn't look like he's 100% freely wheeling and dealing. Uh, and he's had a little bit uh, of – I mean, he's still a pretty accurate quarterback, but had a couple throws here and there where it's like, whoa, that one got away from him. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a little less worried about him. I mean, he, you've seen a couple human moments in him. It just kind of seemed almost like their play calling was a little weird there in the second half when they had the lead and they're just kind of trying to uh, run it out. So I don't know if that was yeah. them trying to account for his hand hurting, so we're trying to do some shorter things, or if they were really trying to establish some sort of a clock management thing. But 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. the the solution is obvious. They just need to get the ball to Darwin Thompson more. I mean, exactly. Uh, but I can't I can't be too scared of a quarterback that just went into Foxborough and won the game. Uh, and so I, and against a, an extremely good Pats defense. True. Uh, so I got to give got to give him credit on that end. Yeah, and I think the the Chiefs defense has also been pretty good. I mean, I know everybody's been stopping the Patriots lately, but they've been they've been pretty good all year. I mean, not I, I wouldn't say they're you know a great defense, but they're they've been pretty solid. So if their offense can get back to you know, being a really you know a top five offense, then this team can really make some noise in the playoffs. Golly. and again, I I respect the Chiefs for what they did and how they handled the situation. Just purely looking at it for a football sense, it is it was uh, difficult for them to have to part ways with Kareem Hunt. Definitely took away uh, a dynamic there with their their offense, and yet they have so many speed guys that it's been overlooked a lot. Uh, and again, I agree with their decision. It just yeah. uh, it seems to me to be the a Chiefs, pretty big loss for them. The Chiefs just don't tolerate that kind of domestic violence behavior in running backs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a little dicey territory here, fellas. Uh, anyway, hey, we're not, we're st- we stick with football here, pro football jokes. You know, uh... his character. Well, I yeah, find no. it hard to be matched. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, it it's good. I love I love seeing the the fight in Brady and the fact that they really wanted that game and fell short is kind of a surprise, and we continue to expect them to win. I, I'm not losing faith in the Patriots. I still got uh, – nobody wants to play them. They're going to be a tough out regardless. Uh, but it just kind of shows how open kind of this uh, Super Bowl race is, and I think that's pretty exciting as we gear up towards the playoffs. And, and we'll see if the Bills even do anything crazy here to try and take the division from the Pats. Yeah, it's possible. No doubt about that. The Bills are a really good team, I think, uh, each week, even though they lost to the Ravens on Sunday. Each week they just – show you new things that you didn't expect them to do. Um, but, I mean, they, they for the most part, they, they kept Lamar Jackson in handle and in check on Sunday. But this Bills team, uh, every Sunday, they just find a way to score points in a way you didn't believe they could. Uh, you know, Cole Beasley is coming out as a wide receiver one. <laughs> and, and, you know, just <laughs> – you're just seeing all these faces on the bills and you're like, Oh, Robert Foster. That's a guy. That's a person, you know, but Josh Allen, he, I, I, I will say like, he is, he is so much fun to watch and I text you guys about all the time, but each week it just gets more and more exciting to watch. Yeah, I agree. Looking at, I was going to say the only quarterback that's more exciting to watch is Jameis Winston. <laughs> now four touchdowns, uh, three picks. And it's like, it's like, is he going to throw a pick or is he going to throw a touchdown? It's very exciting. (laughs) It is. It is pretty exciting. It's not great for the the Bucks fans and, but it's great for the pharmaceuticals selling heart medication. So, (laughs) you know, there's always a good win for somebody out there. Uh, Thinking of a couple other quick, uh, weird quarterback things that happened this weekend. We talked already about Drew Brees really looking like he's there. Tom Brady having some struggles with the skill positions, Mahomes. Uh, but let's let's talk about uh, Eli Manning here for a second. Uh, uh, Eli had a, a crazy first half uh, and a pretty Eli second half. Do we really think he's going to have a resurgence? Um, no, but I, he he did look you know pretty good in that first half and uh, made a turn in Darius Slayton to the next Odell Beckham. I mean. He, he clearly yep. made Odell Beckham's career, as we see by his yeah. uh, time in Cleveland. So, You heard it here, folks. Get ready for the article dropping on ProFootballJokes.com as Alex <laughs> breaks down the numbers. Odell who? Nadavakan who? Odell who? All these people. We, we've got a lot of exclusives coming out. <laughs> a lot of work goes into them. Uh, yeah, I mean, Odell, I mean, he's fired up there. He kind of really misses the old Eli connection he had, I suppose. But uh, – yeah, I yeah, that was kind of a fun thing to be like, oh my gosh. And again, I needed Golden Tate not to score in fantasy football. And the Eagles in the first half didn't guard anybody except for Golden Tate. 
It's like <laughs> they were playing for me. It was amazing. They tried, he was wide open on a touchdown, miracle diving, saving fingertip. He's about to catch a deep pass on the sideline. They just knock him out of bounds. Ah, oh, great job by the Eagles. Good job by you. It, it, the Eagles are such a bizarre team, man, because, uh, you know, you see all Sean Jeffrey go out, and then you're like, all right, well, uh, Carson is obviously going to throw to J.J. or Sega Whiteside, right? And then Carson Wentz just doesn't throw to him whatsoever. The, all, all these high draft picks. J.J. or Sega Whiteside sucks. He, he's I not good. That. He's he's like a worse <laughs> – He's like a worse Nelson Aguilar, and to our <laughs> listeners, they probably know what I mean. But my goodness, I, I, I compared him coming out of the draft to Josh Doxson, and that's pretty, pretty <laughs> The Eagles are such probably a bizarre team. They are such a bizarre team. When you finally get a chance to like look at them in the primetime spotlight, <laughs> this team is it. You you see so much draft capital in the wide receiving core. But then you just see no production out of it whatsoever. It's you like see Greg Ward Jr. making play, being the best receiver. Yeah, I mean that stuff like that is just you're just like, okay, come on, come on. Uh, and then sure, Zach Ertz is still Zach Ertz, and Dallas Goddard gets his one catch every game. That's impressive, and you're just like, all right, these are the Eagles. These are the Eagles I know. But uh, yeah, you know. Everybody NFC that he's coming down to the wire. <laughs> this is this is the NFC East, man. This is the NFC East. This is the Eagles. Uh, honestly, when we go back and talk about this a couple months from now, I will honestly still go back to this wide receiving core and how bizarre <laughs> it truly is. <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed that the that the Eagles won just because I wanted to see somebody win the division at six and ten. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it. It is. I mean it. Gosh, it's it's just so bizarre. They could be six nine and one. We can still hope for that yeah. time. <laughs> that would be that would be a perfect way for that that game to go. That would be so amazing. <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. Uh, but yeah, so again, going back to the quarterbacks here for a minute, if you'll allow me to. Uh, there's one more that I specifically want to hit, and it was the. Uh, Man, you go into this game, you assume playing Deshaun Watson that he's going to be the talk of the town. But uh, is it possible that the Broncos have found their their lock <laughs> at the quarterback position? Hey, talk, talk about quarterbacks that are fun to watch. I mean, I, I went back and watched this game. It was the first game I went back and watched this because I, I usually like to go back and watch the game that you know I was most surprised by. I don't think this was it for this week. Um, I did not see this coming. Um, and Drew Locke made, had a really impressive first drive, played just fantastic in the first half. Um, I, I would, there, there are still some things that he's not great at. He doesn't step up in the pocket. He, he tends to just kind of stand back there, sometimes fades away into his throws. Um, but he was still able to make a lot of throws like that because uh, he has that arm strength, um, did did cause him to throw a bad pick in the second half. Um, but for the most part, played a, played a really good game. I think he still has things to work on, like I said. Uh, but but definitely was, was a lot more fun to watch than anybody they played earlier in the season. Wow, you're, gonna, you're just going to diss Joe Flacco like that, Alex? Yeah, and Brandon Allen. Dude, dude <laughs> don't talk about Brandon Allen like that. I will, I will yeah, we, fight you over over we, wave. Forms. We no longer have three three Allen quarterbacks starting, which is uh, I know Mike Tirico is disappointed about that. So, yeah, I mean it's uh, yeah. Drew Locke. He he Drew Locke was really impressive since uh, the day I saw him throw a football out of a college stadium uh, in response <laughs> to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, this has really been a success story. So, um, yeah. Go Drew Locke, man. Go Drew Locke. Yeah, I, I was more, I was more concerned about the Texans' defense in this game. I think they definitely have a lot of issues. Uh, that their their secondary is just just not good. Um, <laughs> if uh, if that, your name is not if your name is not Chris Harris, uh, you're. F- <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, well, he's on the other team, so yeah. Oh, sorry, um, sorry, sorry. The, the <laughs> Texans, you said. And now you just yeah. have to do more editing, Alex. Sorry. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Actually, on the the Broncos side, it was the, it was the Kareem Jackson revenge game. He he had a he had a heck of a game. Uh, scored a touchdown uh, on a fumble on a lateral after a, a fumble recovery. Um, had an interception. Made a couple big plays on third downs to to stop the Texans. Um, he 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 was he was having having a day. Uh, and he was a big reason the Texans, you know, couldn't get going early. I mean, they they really moved the ball all all game. I, I wouldn't be too worried about their offense. They just had a couple of key key stops uh, by the Broncos that stopped them from get, getting going early, uh, and they they started to work themselves back into the game in the second half. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't be too worried about the Texans' offense, but their defense uh, is is concerning. But they still have a. I'll still go back to their performance against the Patriots. I think it's really impressive what their defensive backs did. Um, And it is kind of a funny joke having all these former first-round picks in their secondary that uh, can, if they want to, perform very well. But sometimes they won't. Sometimes they will. Um, Yeah, if they're just playing the Patriots wide receivers every week, then they can perform. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. it's It's kind of fun. It is kind of fun to see, like, I always love a team that takes all these former first round picks and, you know, some, some weeks they're great. And some, some weeks they're not, uh, yep. But I mean, for Vernon Hargreaves to get some shout outs on the national national spotlight is still like (laughs) really fun to me. (laughs) Really fun. All right, guys. Well, I am going to have to leave the show here in just a minute. So, But before I do, and you guys get into some other stuff, I want to ask you your overreaction from this week. And I am specifically looking for a fantasy football-related overreaction because of this last week. Okay, my, my overreaction is that uh, Jarvis Landry ruins Odell Beckham's fantasy value uh, he, when they, when they play together on the college team, for some reason, Odell just doesn't put up, put up numbers, didn't put up numbers. Uh, and now he's on the Browns, uh, that, and has not, has screwed my fantasy team. Um, so <laughs> that, that, that's my overreaction. It's a good bit. Oh, uh, Jack, is it my turn? Yeah, man, go for oh, it. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, well, Alex, you're going to need to do some more editing uh, because I just, you know, we've come to this conclusion a long time ago, but Jameis Winston, no matter what team he goes to, he will be a starter next year. And just like he, he is a treasure to the NFL just because he's like, this, I'm just going to throw the football where the freaking want to. And uh, he's going to make an offense look really good but he will still have like over 20 interceptions and he just, he is just so Jameis Winston. It's, it's disgusting. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's my overreaction is just Jameis Winston is going to make an offense look really good, but then they uh, will not be that good. I, I, I think he might stay on the, on the bucks. Yeah. They'll, they'll probably give him a three year, like 57, million dollar something yeah i'll do it for 56 million bring me in i love that attitude man now uh, my overreaction is a little bit forward thinking here because the patriots are able to shut down patrick mahomes compared to his standards that the patriots are going to get probably four uh pick sixes when they play the Bengals. <laughs> Pretty freaking stoked. Well, they they know all their signals now, so yeah. Oh man, yeah. Let's just t- hit that for a second. Uh, it's weird. It's stupid. But honestly, I can't imagine the Patriots being so scared of the Bengals that they would resort to wanting to get an edge by stealing signals. Uh, not a great look for them, though. Hey, they're on to Cincinnati, so I mean, that. <laughs> <laughs> We're on to Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I think that uh, 
I, I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I, I don't care if the Patriots are videotaping their signals. I mean, what what does it even matter? You can see signals on the on the field. That's why people change them up. That's, I, I don't know. It it's sort of a weird weird storyline. I I doubt that they were like, hey, let's videotape the the Bengals Bengals signals either. But who knows? I could also see yeah, Bill just, Belichick being like, "Hey, we, we can't lose to the Bengals, so let's let's just, just go ahead it. take take their first round draft pick, suspend Brady four games, and a couple million dollars, Bill. Problem solved. <laughs> we can't lose to the Bengals, so let's uh, steal their their signs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it's been great to join you for the pod. Y'all have uh, y'all have some fun. Jim thirty two twenty. It is always a pleasure having you on here, sir. Um, and one one of these days we'll figure out who Nadiamkin who is. <laughs> Absolutely, keep it thirty two. All right. Um, why don't we just continue? I had a, had a couple more subjects we wanted to hit here, Pep. Um, I want to talk about a couple surging teams. Uh, so let's start with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, how are you feeling about this Titans team led by Ryan Tannehill? I mean. Uh, it's it's hard to say anything bad about them to be honest with you. It's uh, with with games with Derrick Henry rushing as well as he's doing, and then uh, we've got the rookie AJ Brown with two touchdowns on this past Sunday. I mean, uh, Ryan Tannehill has, and it's weird saying this sentence. I think it's weird for both of us to say this and hear this, but Ryan Tannehill is uh, giving this team a spark a spark that they did not have. And uh, this team was quite a butt of a joke for some time between you and me. But uh, uh, Ryan Tannehill, yeah. really no joke is, uh, uh, you know, giving this team a spark. It's kind of insane. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely has. I mean, this team just suddenly became fun. And I think the... The big thing coming up for them is that they have a pretty tough schedule the last three weeks. Texans, Saints, Texans. Ooh. Um, so they definitely, you know, have to uh, have to win at least two of those games to get in the playoffs. I, I think, but you know, I think it's more likely that they end up winning one and ended up ending up nine and seven for the fourth straight year. So that, that <laughs> seems like a pretty t- Titans thing. Uh, but maybe Ryan Tannehill has made this Titans seem different. Who knows? This is um, this is one of their more convincing nine and sevens. If it does end up for like sure. that, uh, absolutely. I mean, obviously, like he was kind of hamstrung because they, they were they were. I, I can't remember what the record was when he took over, but it was it was definitely worse. They, they were not on pace to go nine and seven. So I mean, uh, obviously, the Titans are way better than they were under Mark Mark Smariota. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know that they're I, – I think they're definitely, like, right now, they're a top 12 team in the NFL. Um, you know, I'd certainly take them over any NFC East team that isn't the Redskins. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree with you. Um, they're – you know, the thing about their offense is when you think about the Titans offense, you can't really name anybody other than Ryan Tannehill or Derek uh, Henry. Uh and then you just have to kind of dig a little bit for Corey Davis or AJ Brown or any other receiver or tight end. Um, this is just a a different team. I mean, they, I, I, I'm I'm losing like the right words right now, but they are a uh, they're just a they just find ways to to score points and they, I mean they've been explosive under under Tannehill. I mean that's. I, it's shocking that a Titans team would be explosive. I mean, yeah, I mean, expect. you don't want to see them. You don't want to see the Titans. Yeah. It's a I weird agree. sentence uh, to say, but. Yeah, I definitely, you know, take them over the Steelers, uh, but I think to probably end up getting that, that six seed because, because they, they have an easier schedule. Um, but we'll see. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if the Titans managed to, to, to get it. Um, and also, obviously, I, I, I honestly think they're a better, better team than the Bills right now, um, maybe even than the Patriots. I, 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 
So I mean, they're they're definitely up there with some of the best teams in the. I well, I, I mean, I wouldn't put them up there with like the Ravens or anybody like that yet. Uh, and they did beat the Chiefs, so I mean, you, you gotta you gotta give them a lot of credit. So yeah, I I, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but certainly wouldn't shock me. And I I think they definitely deserve to. No, no, totally, totally. Um, yeah, and it is an interesting fact that you bring up the the <laughs> the Steelers and the fact that they're still in contention uh, after all all that's happened this season with them. But yeah, it would be an interesting matchup to see the Titans and the Steelers go at it. Um, well, we're we're not going to get that. So right, right. Unless the unless the Bills just fall apart. And then the Titans and Steelers, and somehow make it to, both make it to the AFC Championship game. So <laughs> exactly, uh, exactly. <laughs> no, well, I, actually, the, the, actually, I, I, sorry, I take that back. I guess the Titans could win the division, um, and then and then host the Steelers. Yeah, that's possible. Sorry, I, I, I disagree. It's, it's actually it's actually not that not that improbable. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. So so. Uh, um, all right. Well, I do want to talk about one other surging team, um, a team trying to make the playoffs in the NFC. Uh, the Rams uh, looked like they were dead in the water uh, a couple weeks ago, but then a couple of really strong performances. Uh, do you think this team has a chance to make the playoffs? Uh, I think they, if they play the way they played against the Seahawks on Sunday, uh, they do have a shot. Uh, but at the same time, it is such a crowded picture in the NFC to even right. think about getting, you know, a playoff spot in general. Uh, yeah, that's the problem. I I think they ha- they could win out. They still have the 49ers left, uh, which is really the only game that I'd really be worried about. They have the Cowboys too, but they 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 showed <laughs> a little bit. They showed a little bit of the old Rams uh, on Sunday, just uh, that they can. Sure, they they have this strong rushing attack, but at the same time, uh, they have this defense that is going to play you man to man and uh, frustrate the heck out of you. But, yeah, the defense is is a top five defense to me. I mean, they they've been fantastic all season. Now Jared Goff is starting to get it going a little bit. Uh, Todd Gurley is obviously hitting his stride. Um, I see a lot of potential in this team. The thing is, you know, even if they went out, I don't know that they are going to get a playoff spot. They need, they need somebody to lose. Cause I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think the Vikings are, are going to keep winning. Um, the Packers, I'd be a little more concerned about, but they, they'd have to lose at least two games. And then I don't know, uh, what the tiebreaker situation is there. Um, so I, and, and the Packers don't have too tough a schedule. So I don't, I don't, I think that's unlikely too, um, but I don't know. I guess I guess that's really their just their path is they have to win out and hope that you know some somebody somebody in the NFC starts choking. I mean they do get to play the 49ers, so I, they only have two losses. So yeah, it's a it's a tough situation for them. But I, I think they're definitely peaking at I can't say the right time because uh, it probably would be better to peak a little earlier, but. Uh, they're playing their best football right now. They are. They are indeed playing their best football right now. And, uh, you know, they're, they're doing it without, uh, without throwing to their, their big name receivers. But, you know, with the Rams, it's kind of like, put your money where your mouth is and all the guys they've traded for and all the guys they've paid a ton of money to are, uh, are deciding to play very good football right now. Um, yeah, that's just kind of kind of what the Rams are doing. Uh, it's yeah, just unfortunate for them because if they're in the AFC right now, they'd probably have a playoff spot. But yeah, or in the NFC East. Yeah, <laughs> it, they'd they'd be a clear cut front runner. Yeah, they probably they'd like clinch the, have clinched the division right now. Probably would have if they you know got to play the NFC East schedule. So. I mean, uh, also, um, I mean, the, the the other thing is that I, I think the the Rams 
have I think the Rams, you know, like you said, that their star players are playing well. Like that that's what they need because they're such a top heavy team. They need their stars to play well for them to for them to be one of the contenders. That that's what they're counting on by giving out those huge contracts. So that that's what's happening right now and that's their formula to win. Yeah, they, they definitely have uh I mean if they just if they just keep playing well and that sounds so cheesy and corny, but if they just keep playing well and doing what they were paid to do, they they can definitely get a wild card spot. It's just a little unfortunate for them this season because the NFC, the whole NFC seems to want to get in the playoffs a little more than the Rams do, you know? Yeah. And the whole NFC East wants to get out of the playoffs. They don't want to have <laughs> January off. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that was really all I had. Uh, is there? I mean, we already did our overreactions. Um, anything else you want to want to talk about? Uh, let me check all the scores. How about the Atlanta Falcons, man? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's pretty exciting. They're, I think they're pretty much eliminated from the playoffs at this point. But yeah, I think uh, that at least they're they're showing some fight in them. Um, Saw my boy uh, Olamadi Zacchaeus um, get, <laughs> getting the the ninety three yard touchdown, longest touchdown pass of Matt Ryan's career. Um, <laughs> wahoo wah! Um, <laughs> so I mean that that was cool, I guess. Um, yeah, other than that, I will you pick I, against I, them I, again this season? Will you pick against I the def- Atlanta Falcons? I, well, I have, to, I have to look at their schedule, but probably yes. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not that high in the Falcons. I mean, the Panthers. I think have pretty much packed it in at this point. I don't think they're they're playing for Perry Fuel that much. Uh, I, I think I they think... totally are, Alex. I think you're totally wrong. <laughs> Todd, 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 Todd. And, Todd, Ky- Todd. <laughs> and Kyle Allen does not like playing playing the Falcons. I mean. Through seven picks in, in two games against them, that's uh, that's not good. Um, okay, let me that's take like you. James Winston. Let me take you to uh, since we are both uh, unfortunately in the same vicinity, aka like thirty miles. Uh, Washington versus Green Bay, Alex. What do you think? Uh, Redskins are amazing. I, I, all right, I, I think Haskins is clearly getting better every week. He I, obviously, he still has a lot of issues, uh, and, and you know, Bill Callahan doesn't let him throw the ball all that much. Um, but he makes you know a few really good throws every week. Um, I think he's making less you know disastrous plays. Uh, he's getting sacked, getting sacked a lot, uh, which is you know probably his own fault for for holding the ball. Um, but I, I see progress. Um, Redskins. Certainly, you know, the running game's strong. Maybe maybe commit to it a little too much. I mean, we, we went right down the field at the end once they we I I guess saying we went right down the field at the end is a little bit strong, but I, I feel like we needed to have a little more urgency earlier in the game, you know? Yeah, uh I think uh our offense is a little bit dated. Uh yeah. like it's <laughs> it's it's probably eighteen years dated. Um, Bill Callahan saying he wanted to establish a big old running game. Like I, I, I respect it, but uh, at the same time, you yeah. you have to give the young quarterback a chance to throw, and uh, it's starting to become like, oh, cool, he threw for 150 yards. This is a pretty good day for <laughs> Dwayne Haskins. It's like yeah. you know, uh, no, actually, no. <laughs> that's that's not good. Um, yeah. Yeah, but Terry McLaurin again made a, a fantastic touchdown catch. Beastly catch, beastly. Yeah, um, and and also I'd I'd be concerned about the Packers. I mean, honestly, I just don't think they're very good. I mean, you know the what? Defense hasn't been good. I mean, other than that one stretch where Aaron Rodgers was really hot for like three or four weeks, um, their offense has just been average at best, and their defense hasn't been good since the first few weeks. So I don't, I just don't see it from this team. Yeah. Each week you've said it and uh, it's become more and more clear. Uh, this team is, 
a little bit of a fluke. Uh, I'm sure they can compete, and maybe Sunday against the Redskins was a weak outlier of a game. But, but I mean, we, we really are looking at something where you have Devontae Adams as your wide receiver one, and then you're like, what, is Alan Lazard the wide receiver number two? <laughs> uh, it, it's just a, a bizarre team, a very bizarre team. Yeah, got Jimmy Graham out there running slower than Jason Witten. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> or not that slow, but he, he's pretty slow out there. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's it's a problem for the team. I I, I just I don't, I don't see them, you know, making – I think they're one and done in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I think they are too. Um, if they... Unless – Unless of course they they end up the Vikings end up winning the division they get the wild card and have to play the Cowboys or somebody so it just it depends on who their that, their that, competition that is and uh, it just the the way this NFC playoff picture is looking uh, there will be some good competition for them yeah uh, yeah I, I I doubt that's gonna happen because they they have to get the five seeds so the Seahawks would have to fall into the six seeds so that, that's unlikely. Um, yeah, I think uh, that that's pretty much all uh, we have to hit here. Um, you, you, how many uh, fantasy playoffs are are you in right now, Pep? Uh, like three or four. Yeah, I think I'm in uh, four. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a little depressing. One of my not not my greatest fantasy season. First time missing in our freaking business league. So, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a bummer, Alex. Yeah, it is a bummer. Uh, I'm so, still alive in, still alive in our uh, in our dynasty, in uh, our uh, anti Delaware league, and in our uh, that that one sixteen person league that we made randomly. <laughs> yeah, I I do need to check that one. I believe I'm still alive in that one too. But, no, um, you lost. I, I, I checked. You lost what? last week. What? Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Darn it. Rough stuff. But you did, you did make the playoffs, though. That's that's such but, a bummer. But, you know, it's the way she goes, listeners. It's the way she goes. Yep. Sad times. Um, but it's been good. Good, good podcast, I think. Um, Good luck to everybody who is out uh, in their fantasy playoffs um, here at Pro Football Jokes. I am uh, Alex uh, for Pep and uh, 32 who has left us. Uh, we will see you next time. Make it uncomfortable to beat every day, man. His spirit, I find it hard to be matched. Toughness, enthusiasm.